Welcome to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Podcast in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are Christian Disciples in Mission. Today I've invited Mr. Kevin McGloin, our longtime staff person, to be up here with me. Kevin's been for a long time in charge of our liturgy, the director of liturgy, as well as director of youth ministry and men's ministry and many other ministries as well. And through retirements, I got an extra job for him at no extra charge, so he got no raise for it at all. Besides washing my car, (laughs) he also now is responsible for all formation for the children all the way up to college age. And so he oversees that whole process. Let the people say amen. (laughs) And so today we really want to talk about formation. Is this about this time of year for not just children or parents with children, even the oldest person here, that we never stop learning and being one with Jesus and being formed at no matter what age we are? How about last week's storm at 5 o'clock Mass? Wasn't that something? Yeah, my homily was so strong that six trees fell over, I heard, huh? What is it about the valley that trees always fall down? And you know, we treat trees like decoration. They're up one day... And then they fall down, and you know what? We just buy new trees, and they're up already. And there's no grieving. There's no funeral mass for the trees. There's no sadness. You you just buy another tree. Decoration one day, gone the next. Well, in other parts of the country, though, it's a little different. You know, back east in the Midwest, trees maybe have a long history with families. And so if they lose the tree, there's grieving. You know, my great-grandfather and grandmother, they planted that tree. And it grew and grew. You know, it was, what, it was part of the house when we first bought it. Our children play, made a tree house there. And this tree's so long, long, been a long time. And then, in fact, when limbs go down, we try to save the tree. There's great respect and honor, and the roots go deep. But here in the valley, trees come and go. And our spiritual life can be the same way. What are we rooted in? You know, when the storms of life come, Are our faith just like the trees here in Arizona, that when the storm that comes in, that life always throws us, do we just topple over? And then when what we believe in doesn't work, do we change and go, well, I'll find another religion, another philosophy, another thought to get through, and it's just one thing after another. And what trees remind us, especially in these storms, how are we rooted? Here in Arizona, not very deep. In other places, roots run deep that can survive any storm. That's what we want to talk about today, how disciples are formed, being rooted in the truth who's called Jesus Christ. When Father Eric asked me to direct the Christian Formation Program, I thought it might be best to get together with a group of parents and have a listening session. So in early June, I sat down with about 30 parents on two different times, and we talked about ways in which the Christian formation programs, the ministry here at St. Patrick's, could more effectively meet families' needs. And so what I did is I just threw out a series of questions and I listened. And so one of the questions why I asked them was, what are the, some of the issues that you believe your family faces today? And it was, it was parents with kids from preschool all the way to high school and into college. And so here are some of the issues that they said they felt they were facing, bullying, academic pressures, modesty, social media. And then I asked them another question. I said, what is the one thing that holds you and your family back from making a deeper commitment to Jesus Christ to making a deeper commitment to the church? 
and to grow, for your family to grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ. And they said two words. They're too busy. They have way too much going on in their lives. I also had an opportunity to sit down with a parishioner who's a professional counselor, a master's level therapist. And so I was talking to her about what she sees. And let me tell you the area that she deals with is suicide. Talk about an incredible work. Talk about an incredible ministry. What a tough ministry. What a tough work she has. And she deals with young people who are so stressed out that they can't handle it anymore and they want to take their life. She talks with those type of kids. She deals with families who have their young people have committed suicide and she's trying to help them pick up the pieces of their life. And so I asked her, what do you think is the most pressing issue facing American families today? What is the most difficult task that families are facing today? And what this person said was not bullying, was not modesty, was not academics, was not social media, but this counselor said in her professional experience is that families are out of control, is that they are way too busy, that they're trying to fit too much into their lives, and because of that, kids can't handle it, they're stressed to the max, and sometimes the only point they can see is to take their life. And so, you think about it, many families today, and let's make it clear right now that being a parent in 2018 is an incredibly difficult task because we have parents have so much, their kids have so much coming at them. There's no playbook for kids to say, if a kid does this, you do that. And so up front, we need to pray for our parents because our parents have a difficult task in raising their young people. But so many families juggle a digital calendar. Think about it. Kids get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. They might have practice before school. They go to school all day. Then after school, they've got extracurricular activities, and they're in a club. Well, it's not today. You just don't be in a club, you got to start a club because that looks good on your resume when you're applying for college. And then after that, if you play club sports, you've got practice four to five nights a week. After that, you've got tournaments on the weekend. And by the way, you get home at 10 o'clock, then you got two to three hours of homework at night. And you go to bed at one o'clock in the morning, repeat the process, repeat the process, repeat the process. And you see where our young people are at. I read an article last year in September of 2017 in Time Magazine that shocked me. It was about how kids' sports have turned pro. Kids' sports today in America is a $15 billion industry. And corporations, because it's catnip for them, they're making so much money, is that they're playing off of parents' fears. That sometimes coaches, club coaches, are telling them, hey, if your kid doesn't do this, they're going to miss out. Parents are telling them, if you're going to do this, your kids are going to miss out. And so we go back to one word. If we can put that on the screen, FOMO. Does everybody know what that means? We'll take a look at the next screen. Fear of missing out. And parents are afraid that they're not doing enough for their young people. And so they have them involved in all these different types of activities. And the problem is, as this counselor pointed out to them, is that so many kids are stressed out. What I see, I see it in my own neighborhood. Kids leave on Saturday morning, middle school kids, 
At 6.30, they're gone all day in tournaments. They come home about 10 o'clock, same thing on Sunday. There's no time for Mass, no time for Jesus. I've asked people, people have asked me, hey, when's the edge? I say Monday nights at 7 o'clock. Oh, we can't do that. We have practice. And it's not about being against sports. I love sports. I'll tell you, right after Mass, I'm going home to watch baseball on ESPN the rest of the game. But what it is, is about being rooted in Jesus Christ. It's about our priorities. What's our foundation? And if Jesus Christ, for us as Catholics and Christians, is not the foundation of our lives, then something is wrong with our lives, with our spiritual lives, with our family's spiritual lives. The, the scriptures today really support what Kevin's talking about today. The first reading from the Book of Wisdom paints the difference between wisdom and foolishness. Wisdom and foolishness. It paints a beautiful picture of a beautiful woman, a lady called Wisdom, and she fills her table with great food, and she provides an invitation for all people. Another woman whose reputation is less than honorable, a harlot, she steals her food, and she places the food on the table, and she too invites people to eat from her table. But the Book of Wisdom says she only offers death, whereas the Lady Wisdom, her food offers life. And what Scripture is saying, do we live wisely with great wisdom or with foolishness? And that's an easy thing to fall into. In today's second reading from St. Paul to the Ephesians, here's what he says, take advantage of what you have right now. No longer live in ignorance, but live in wisdom and what is true. And so just because we know about Jesus, just because we're baptized into the faith, we can still be ignorant of what, how to live our lives, of who Jesus is. And we live foolish lives because nothing is deep in it. Jesus reminds us that his table is the one who gives life. I talked to someone the other day about trees here in the valley, and here's what he says. The problem with trees in this valley is that many people use what's called the drip system. Drip, drip, drip. That's how they water their trees, and the roots just go out. Not in and downward, out. So when storms come, those trees just topple over. He says, and the way to get true trees is deep watering. And those roots go in, and it's sturdy. How many times do we use the drip system in our spirituality? Drip, 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 mass once in a while. Drip, drip, drip. Knowing a little bit about Jesus, drip, drip, drip. And there's no rootedness. Deep watering is what really gets in there. And that's what the scriptures are inviting us to. And that's what we're reminding everyone from the littlest child to the oldest person today. Not to live in ignorance of Christ, but also to be deeply rooted in what Jesus asks of us in our lives. You know, when we first started the hedge, edge here about 20 years ago at St. Pat's, I had a number of parishes that used to ask me to come to their parishes, and I would travel around the country. So on a Friday afternoon after I would leave Arcadia High School, I would go down to the airport, and invariably, as I'm traveling to San Antonio or Albuquerque or Denver or Los Angeles or Sacramento or whatever, there was always a group of kids, middle school kids, on a plane to play another team, whether it was softball, volleyball, basketball. And I used to always think to myself, that was kind of weird. I thought there's 4.7 million people who live in the Phoenix area 
and there's not enough kids to play a sport here in Phoenix, they've got to go someplace else. And I thought it goes back to that whole idea that kids' sports have turned pro. Is no longer you just have a jersey, but you've got to have a home jersey, a visiting jersey, you've got to have a warm-up jersey. And corporations, as I said, are corporations are, are playing off parents' fears and doing this to you. We offer lots of opportunities for our young people in Christian formation here at St. Pat's. You know, the one thing, especially with the Edge and Life Teen, what we offer are retreat experiences. Life Teen has a couple of retreats, big retreats in the fall and in the spring. And with the Edge, our middle school program, we offer a fall retreat in, in October, November. And then we have a big Edge camp where we go up to Pace in, in June. And let me tell you some of the stuff that they, we do. Paintball, zipline, ropes course. We go to a, the lake and, and they're in a canoe. Most of the time they're out of the water and the canoe is turned over. We have archery, we have nine square, we have hikes, we have arts and crafts, and they even get to throw water balloons at people like myself and Becky. But my friends, I want to tell you, we evaluate everything that we do. And we ask the kids, what did they like best about the retreat? And so with all those fun, wonderful activities, what kids tell us like the most is Eucharistic adoration. Where we put a monstrance out, the Blessed Sacrament is in the monstrance, and kids will sit there, middle school kids. If I didn't see it with my own eyes, I wouldn't believe it, but they'll sit there for 30, 45, an hour in the presence of Jesus Christ. And it goes back to that scripture passage of be still and know that I am God from the book of Psalms. You see, my friends, in the midst of being on Instagram, Snapchat, social media, our kids are hungering for true joy, for true peace, for true hope, for true love. They are searching for Jesus Christ. Here's our, our high school teens on a life teen retreat this past spring. They are hungering for quiet. They are hungering for stillness in a world that's got all this stuff going on. These are our kids. This isn't a stock photo. These are our high school kids on retreat giving praise and worship to God. And in the midst of all their busyness, they're hungering for quiet. They're hungering for stillness. They're hungering to know themselves as a child of God. You know, there's a lot of books out there on research, especially on religion, including our Catholicism, books and magazines as well. And here's what they say in the survey, is that for Catholic kids between the ages of 10 and 17, many of them no longer identify themselves as Catholic. And they say, they ask the question, why? Two things come up. Lack of companionship in spiritual values. In other words, if you don't come, you're not part of a community, you're not being formed, then you're left at devices of other people whose values you have no clue what they are. And for many reasons, people walk away because there's no companionship, gathering, community. The second thing, the lack of parent support. And it's a battle. It's a battle constantly getting them at Mass. And isn't that interesting? that the kids tell us they want quiet time before the Blessed Sacrament, and yet Mass is always loud, and they go, I'm bored. What's wrong with that picture, huh? They're hungering for something, yeah. But I understand that battle, and it's not easy. And sometimes religion is the easiest to say, let that go and fight the other battles. But we're asking you to really think about it. We have young disciples for the littlest kids. We're also doing catechesis of the Good Shepherd. That's why we're expanding and growing in that Montessori-type program. The kids really get a lot out of it. 
We have fourth and fifth graders in the Stepping Stones that starts here. The Edge, which is all over the world now, started right here at St. Patrick's huh? for middle school ministry, sixth, seventh, and eighth graders. Life Teen for now the young adult ministry that's growing, thanks to Jill Bagshaw, and College Life with Scott Bagshaw as well. But also for adults, we've hired John Konacek, who through retirement of other people has come on board, who is going to beef up adult formation, not only with podcasts and classes, but other things that will help deepen our relationship with God. My friends, let's face it, balance in life is not easy. Half the time, I'm imbalanced, and I always struggle. And let's also remember that being a parent in today's day, being a Catholic Christian parent, is not easy as well. And so kids, high school teens, middle school kids, fourth and fifth graders, step up. Be a part of Stepping Stones. Be a part of The Edge. Be a part of Life Teen. And allow yourself to grow in relationship with Jesus Christ because He will touch you in ways. He will love you in ways. He will accept you in ways that you've never experienced in your lives. And parents... We know we are asking you to place your kids in ministries that you have never experienced. When I sat down with this listening session with parents, I asked them specifically, what was your experience of formation when you were growing up? And this is what I got. Maybe Catholic school. I got a little CCD. And some were altar servers. And that was it. And so we have programs like Father Eric talked about, Catechesis of the Good Shepherd, Stepping Stones, The Edge, Life Teen, they didn't exist, parents. But I'm telling you, we want, what we're hoping to do, what our prayer is, is that your young people fall in love with Jesus Christ. Not only do they have head knowledge about Jesus, but they love Jesus. We sang the responsorial psalm so beautifully, taste and see the goodness of the Lord. That's what we're looking for. We are hoping that our young people will taste and see the goodness of the Lord and know Jesus' peace, know Jesus' hope, know His love. We just put a slide up there. If we could put that slide back up again. This was the Life Teen Retreat in fall. Look at the hundreds of kids. If we could put the other slide up. This was the Edge Camp in the, in the summer. Hundreds of kids. You see, my friends... We can minister to your young people. We can help them bring them closer to Jesus Christ. Parents, what I'm asking you to do is not to let them opt out. Kids, don't fight your parents. Jesus is good for you. All the research that we have, all the empirical data that we have says that if you have Jesus Christ in your life, you will experience more peace, more hope, more joy, more love. Our Christian Formation team will be outside after Mass. We look forward to meeting you. Thank you for listening to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Homily Podcast. We are Christian Disciples in Mission, 